1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, trips.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world George's Box. I'm JJ, he's Keith. It's a great week to be a Yankee fan. Thank you for joining us again, as always. Like I said, I'm JJ, and I'm joined by the number one strip club DJ in the Jersey Shore <laughs> from the years. 2005 to 2011, I'm picking random years. How's it going, Keith?
2: The disc jockey formerly known as DJ Mac Diesel. That was my DJ name back in the day. I'm good, man. Uh, My mind is still in LA. My uh, body is in Jersey City, but my head is still thinking about Chavez Ravine and the greatest team in the world, the New York Yankees.
1: Well, we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about Oakland, but first... Let me tell you, Bronx Pinstripes partnering with Indochino, and we're giving away a lucky fan. We're giving four Legends suite tickets for September 2nd's 1 o'clock game versus Texas. If you want to go to that game and you want four free tickets and if you've never sat in Legends, it's it's the greatest experience in sports. Uh, what you're going to want to do is go to at Bronx Pinstripes on Twitter or on Instagram, and then there's some instructions on on how to get uh, yourself entered. So it's a pin tweet for Bronx Pinstripes on Twitter. On Instagram, there's no pin tweet, so obviously you just go and look for a picture of uh, DJ, of uh, Didi Gregorius. Easiest thing you got to do, you got to follow Bronx Pinstripes, you got to follow Indochino, retweet and like it, tag three friends in a reply, and if you're listening to this on Wednesday or early Thursday, go do it. We're picking winners on Thursday, four tickets, Labor Day. Can't beat that with a stick. I'm jealous. Keith, you ever yeah. sat in
2: Legends before? Of course, man. That's solid. And uh, there's some people that have never been in Legends, might never, ever get to Legends. So definitely enter and try and uh, hook you and your crew up.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's a great time. Indochino, good company. We're excited to partner with them. So that's next week. Let's talk about last week. We went out to Oakland. Um, there's a lot of excitement around this trip. Uh, You know, in general, because Oakland, possible playoff team, Dodgers, playoff team, Seattle, that's just a trap series that we're in the middle of right now. We're recording this on Tuesday evening before the 10 o'clock start. But we went out to Oakland, and with all the excitement, I think, in kind of the Yankees universe, uh, we went out there and got our dicks kicked in, Uh, got swept in three games. We had Domingo Herman give up. Five earned runs in five and a third's innings to kick us off. We had Hap give up five earned runs in four innings in game two. And in game three, six innings from Tanaka. But, hey, keep it going. Five earned runs. Three runs in the first. Two runs in the second. Um, you know, those are games. It's going to be tough to come back and win if your starter's giving up five earned runs. I hate that stadium. I hate that drum. I don't want to see uh, the A's in the playoffs just because I don't want to hear that drum. I'm not afraid to play them again don't want to hear that fucking drumming
2: yeah they pissed me off this past week more than i've ever been pissed off like i know their stadium sucks i know they have the ban, but it was like a combination of things this week where i was like i i hate oakland and, and the oakland a's now like i had no real problem with them we have somewhat of a history with them but nothing crazy now i'm like fuck the a's i hope they don't make it like Rays, get it done whoever else get it done indians like t- take the wild card spots i hope they drop out and historically they usually get hot right now and have dropped out in the past and, you know, not figured it out. But we don't want to see them. We don't want to – I don't, I don't want to watch a wild card game with them. After watching that game with the drums and the different band sections and the vuvuzelas, I'm like, yo, this sounds like hell. This sounds like a, yeah. like a scary movie right before you get stabbed. It's like, what is this sound? It's like the worst sounds you could put together. And that – I don't know. That is home field advantage for them.
1: Well, it's funny cuz you bring it up like even with them in a wild card game where like you got to watch, you got to scout, not that the Yankees are asking us for our input, but I just like don't don't care to like no, care it's to a horrible. To it's it,
2: a horrible viewing experience.
1: It's kind of like have you ever seen War of the Worlds with uh, Tom Cruise?
2: I know the premise of it, but I haven't seen it.
1: There's just, like, they you know, whatever. So the robots that, like, or aliens that come out, they make this, like, loud, like, uh, like, sound as they move. And, like, that's what it is in <laughs> Oakland that the entire time.
3: The like, if you game. pay,
1: like, if you pay to just go to that game and it's, like, shit, this shit is going on the entire time, there's a time and a place, people.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, but I, I, we went out there and and, like, we got our asses kicked. And I knew that our team was affected by that. You fly across the country to Oakland, it's not the nicest place. It's actually the second worst stadium in Major League Baseball. Like they have like rats in the place and like sewage problems, plumbing problems. So the guys, you know, they go out there and I guess, you know, play down to the competition. But it wasn't even that. It's just hard to play in a, in a wax stadium like that with people drumming and people blowing horns. And I. I thought we would be more competitive than we were, but it was a perfect storm for us to get swept for the first time this season. And I think we needed that. I mean, the the level of guys that we have on this team, getting swept makes everybody like really think about it. Like, okay, um, is this the team we are or is this not the team we are? And we showed pretty quickly, like, that's not who we are. But the A's are trash. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think their team, they have some good players on their team. But overall their the way they let that go down in their stadium for home field advantage, like that's that's so trash. Just play and like don't have that.
0: Yeah, not, at least I not mean, the whole
2: game. Like sometimes they play the intercom in between, but you can hear like the bands clashing. And I shouldn't even call them bands; they're just drunk fans with with like noise making things, like not even instruments. Do they get
1: to keep like like when you have these guys have like drums? Are they putting that in their car or taking that on Bart like? I every have no game?
2: idea, and I never want to find out. I've never been to that stadium, the Oakland Coliseum, and I'll probably never go. I'll literally probably never go, especially after watching that week. I had said I wanted to go to every major league ballpark. Maybe when they make their new one, I'll go, but like that They'll seems like it's down, yeah. no fun at all.
1: I didn't even realize until someone had tweeted out that like that used to be a nice ballpark with a nice view, and then they put the like the football bleachers, they call it like Mount Davis. Cause I get yeah. Al Davis put it in there. I didn't realize like that had a nice view of like mountains. Like that could have been, that was a good stadium at one point, but now it's, it's trash. Listen, Oakland may, they may make it to the playoffs. There may be a wild card team. We may have to face them. I think when the lights shine, the brightest, we will see the Yankees be the Yankees. And if you catch them on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in August, Half the team's from California flying home. They're doing like uh, meet and greets at different like schools and they're doing all stuff off the field. It's easy to get distracted. So I've had enough of talking about Oakland. They got their quick six minutes. Let's talk about the real series. And it's when the lights shine the brightest. We saw the best from our guys. The New York Yankees went down to LA, went to Chavez Ravine, went to see the two-time NL champion Los Angeles Dodgers. They put on ugly clothes to do it, but they went, saw them, took two of three. Keith was there in person. Keith, without saying the word universe, tell me how it was in LA. <laughs> it
2: was crazy. Uh so dope. I can't I can't get over it. That was the best series I've ever attended because I was able to get to all three games and watch how each game played out and just how the fans were. And uh, I know for a fact that like we we were this close to sweeping them. And I know for a fact that Major League Baseball, the umps or whoever, they wanted Sunday night baseball to be a rubber match and not the Dodgers trying to avoid a sweep. One run separated the Dodgers from getting swept. And that one run was Glaber Torres. But we'll we'll get into that, man. Friday night, I've never experienced so much hype around an August – regular season baseball game like I, it was like walking into the Super Bowl or something uh, like I've never been to a Super Bowl but I'm just like talking about the traffic the buzz even just being in um, LA like the amount of people with Yankee stuff on and Dodgers stuff on and you just knew it was going down and I had no doubts I mean I, I had respect for the Dodgers I thought they could for some reason I thought they were going to possibly run it up where we'd have to like out duel them or you know, like score more than them but that wasn't the case man I, I was pleasantly surprised with Paxton every inning that he got out of I was like ooh.
1: <laughs> so you've been you've been the Dodger Stadium before this one other time yeah and it was
2: nothing like this I went and I it went was they, they obviously they weren't playing the Yankees no I went in April and they played Oakland it's funny because uh the the one dope thing that happened during the Oakland series was the whole hoodie Night on Yankees Twitter started by Hoodie Glaber, which came from Hoodie Mellow. It's, it's deep if you're not on there. But I said that night, you know, I joined the Hoodie gang and then I dug through my old videos from Dodger Stadium and I was like, yo, last time I was at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers were playing the A's and it was also Hoodie night. I'm like, this is crazy. When I went there in 2018, I just went there to kill time before Coachella and the vibe and the energy in the stadium was not the same. Not even close. And, I mean, it was a cooler when you night. Told,
1: when you told that hoodie story, how bad did you want to say universe in there?
2: <laughs> I mean, that's how it all works. There's no <laughs> way that that's connected any other way besides that. And I still haven't said it, but you know that's what it is. I right? don't even what – What are I chances? Don't even, I
1: don't think they're – I don't even think they're connected. I think two separate companies made the different
2: hoodies. and uh, <laughs> No, man. Just
1: two, those are just two things that happened. We got
2: swept by Oakland – And to take my mind off of that, the people on Yankees Twitter decided it was hoodie night and everyone got down with hoodie gang and changed their name to, you know, hoodie Keith McPherson and put a picture of themselves in like a Yankee hoodie. And it took the sting off of getting swept by the Oakland A's in three games on the road. And then I look through my stuff before I fly out back to Dodger Stadium and see the last time I went to Dodger Stadium, it was hoodie night. They gave out Dodgers hoodies. I wore my Dodgers hoodie because it was like a, a. You
1: ready for the universe? You ready? Yeah. It's hoodie day,
2: Saturday for the BP event. Yeah, it's like Yankee pullover. I knew that. That's not, this is a little bit. It's a different. Hoodie. <laughs> but What yeah, do you mean? It's our, What it's did the Dodgers give away? It's, it's the Dodgers didn't give away a lightweight night. hoodie? No, they gave it's out. Like, exact. They gave out like full winter, like wool hoodies. Those are actually very warm hoodies, but I don't wear mine because I'm not a Dodger fan. Um, ah. But anyway, yeah, Friday. <laughs> So right compared,
1: in. so compared to that first time you went, and then the Yankees showing up to town, it is it is just a totally
2: different environment. Completely different energy. Completely different. Just like the fans, right? Oakland A's fans weren't out as much as the Yankee fans. Yankee fans mobbed that place. I'm telling you, if it wasn't fifty 50-50, it seemed like it. And there's, I mean, there's so many Dodgers fans, but I guess there's. I'm learning. There's so many. People- Are there?
1: Are there Dodger fans? No,
2: that's what I was because
1: saying. like no
2: one's from LA, right? So it's, it's like, like Miami. No one's from Miami. A lot of people have moved from New York to LA, and there's also just the years of people that like even grew up in LA, but they became Yankees fans in the '90s and stayed that way. And I met a bunch of different people that yeah, because Mike reasons. Piazza's
1: trash, right? It's Mike like Piazza's were- trash, so they went to a better team.
2: You weren't, really, you weren't really rocking the Dodgers like you're rocking the Dodgers now because they went to back-to-back World Series. You weren't doing that for 10, 15, 20 years. You're about it now because of what their team looks like with Cody Bellinger and Jock Peterson and all these other guys. But, you know, the Yankee history is so much, I don't know, deeper, longer, and there's so many of us that became fans in the 90s. Those people showed up and the new fans that became Fans with the baby bombers in the last like two, three years. Um, Completely different energy. The let's go Yankees versus let's go Dodgers chance I love. Because as soon as someone wanted to start, like, let's go Dodgers. The the immediate reply is let's go Yankees. No break in between. And what I'll say is even though there was such a rivalry and, and so many fans, I didn't see one fight. I didn't see one scuffle. I didn't even see one real like heated argument. I saw one little thing after the end of the game Saturday because the Dodgers fans were kind of feeling themselves because they got one. And, you know, some of the Cholos like rolled up on these other Cholos that had Yankees gear on. And my girl Serena was like recording it for World Start. It, it didn't pop off because the guy's kids were there and stuff. But I'm like, you guys won. What are you so mad about? You want to fight? You guys won. 2-1. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I did see I'm kind of
1: surprised because I did see and I don't remember which game because they all kind of blend together afterwards in terms of this stuff. But they did show like a guy who he looked to be Mexican um, in Yankee stuff, just walking around, pulling at his jersey, like putting the NY in people's faces like he was in the bleachers. And there was a like a row of bleachers open. And he was going back and forth. That was the guy and with like, the judge obviously-
2: jersey and the big glove. He's got That guy was – he was yes. leading – he was leading chance. I went and walked over there. He was leading chance. There was so many – that's what I'm saying. I, w- I was not expecting – I mean, I know we travel well. But I was not expecting every section of that place to be let's go Yankees and yelling and screaming and, and almost drowning out the Dodger fans. And – The traffic out there is nuts. I think I put on my story, like, after Didi hit that Grand Slam on Friday, and it just kind of, like, broke the game open, people started making decisions. Am I going to sit here for an hour after? Because that's how long it takes. Saturday, it took me and Serena an hour to get out of the parking lot. Just to get out of the parking lot onto the street, it took an hour. So people started making decisions Friday whether they're going to stay there till the end of the game and... Look at the Dodgers, right? Twelve walk off wins. Um, right before we came in, they walked off the Blue Jays. So their fans do stick around, thinking, "Hey, we might rally and come back." Uh, uh-uh. uh. Friday night, there were fireworks after the game. People were getting out of Dodge. The Dodgers fans are getting out of Dodge. That's what I kept saying. Yeah, I was gonna,
1: I was gonna ask that. Did you, did you go down on
2: the field for the fireworks? No, I mean, like I, I watched the fireworks from up top with a nice view. I would have gone down
1: on the field just to. To say I was on Dodger Field. I'm weird about that. I like to say I was on
2: field. I didn't even fields. think about it, to be honest. I was with my group, and no one else really wanted to move down there. They let people on the field. That actually would have been cool now that I think about it. But I just was like, well, the we, other, got good, we got a good uh, view from up top, so we'll stay up top.
1: The other JJ, JJ from WFAN, was like pulling grass and putting it in his pocket. I was like, what are you going to do with that, buddy? Yeah, he that's too Instagram. much. Here lies girl the grass like what from are you doing yeah
2: last two world series the Dodgers didn't win you know like this yeah. is the grass that the American League has won the last two world series on yeah i don't know i was not even thinking of it now if it's Yankee Stadium i've been on the field at Yankee Stadium any opportunity i have i'm going on the field at Yankee Stadium but Dodger Stadium i just i wasn't even thinking about that i wasn't beat to go down there i was sitting there thinking yo we just beat them 10 to 2 and it wasn't even cl- like the- it was close for the first couple innings, but I'm like, if this, I I just my mind. Well, it was like this me- is Ryu,
1: this is Ryu. I mean, how much do we see him? <laughs> yeah. We never see him. I'm like, this I've is Hinjin
2: Hingen Ryu, supposed to be this dominating pitcher, but he is in the NL. He is against the, uh, the Padres. We made him look like yo. I I was getting so happy. I'm like, hey, this is. Hey. I'm like, no matter what happens, this trip. This was worth it just for me to see this Friday night game, 10-2, home run derby. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't care what happens the rest of the way out. Because honestly, right, number one team is the Dodgers, defending NL champs back-to-back years. People were saying, oh, the Dodgers might smoke the Yankees. The Dodgers might take all three from the Yankees at home. Once we took that one, I'm like, well, we're not getting swept. And the way that we looked out there, I don't think, I think we're winning this series. I felt great after the first game Friday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it had to be in the back of everyone's head that after you lose three games to Oakland and they're trash, that going into L.A., it it was like we can't let these guys get hot. You know, if right. it was the other way around after that first game, then it's like, shit, like we are really in trouble. But again, like the, the pitchers stepped up. I mean, Paxton went out there and dealt, gave us six and two-thirds innings with our bullpen. That's great. Two earned runs. We get out there. We get a 10-2 win. And then we come back on Saturday. And there's always, I feel like whenever we have to recap these like uh, these weekend series, you know, a couple days later, there's always the Saturday game where something happened, whether it's Brett Gardner or Aaron Boone, and now you know, and again, it always involves the umpires. Yep. So to kind of set the stage, the Dodgers get an early two-run lead off Cece Sabathia, who again, if let's say we face the Dodgers in the World Series. Don't worry about that, because CC Sabathia is not right. starting a World <laughs> Series game for the Yankees.
2: And he pitched um, fine.
1: He pitched fine. I mean, he gave us four innings, but that's you don't get to the World to be on the World Series roster giving four innings. So, you know, we go out, we get another run across, and then get to the ninth inning, get the bases first and second, ground ball the third. Instead of taking the easy out. At first base, Justin Turner tries to go to second. Gardner goes in hard, like a man, and it was clean. My dude, that's the thing. It was clean. I I mean, like I miss seeing those kind of collisions. I never liked them if you know the guy's going out of his way trying to hurt someone or something like that. But that was a clean play, and it ended up being even cleaner because he's safe. And this is where things get tricky. I think we've all seen the replays. Many people saw it live. Gleber Torres goes from second to third, stops at third, because that's what you do there. And then when he sees Max Muncy on the ground, starts to go home. At that time, when you look at the replays, no time has been called. No hands are in the air. No umpire has stopped it. So according to the rules of the game, Gleber Torres is consi- is, should have scored there. Max Muncie being on the ground, and injured, and probably dead, according to the way he was acting, the umpires decide to stop it. And I think there, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's anything against the Yankees. I think especially uh, with the Dodgers, when you talk about collisions at second base, we saw it a couple years ago in the playoffs, things can get ugly there. So what do you do? You wave off the run, and you give the Yankees, bases loaded, one out, and we had two terrible at-bats in a row to end the game, strikeouts, uh, and we end up losing that game. Now, there are people who are saying, if you look at right now, we are one loss behind uh, the Dodgers in terms of overall best record. Uh, and hey, if that comes back and we end up being one game from getting the host of World Series and we're playing the Dodgers in the World Series, people are going to make an issue about it. But there are so many things that have to happen between now and then that you just have to look at it and say, we could have beat them for three games. We should have beat them for three games. Yep. Things didn't work out with the umpire, whatever. Because I don't think anyone thinks the Dodgers are going to win every game the rest of the year. The Dodgers will lose at least one game in the regular season. And if they lose at least one game and we win all the rest of our games, we get to host the World Series if we play them. And there's a lot of ifs in that. So you just got to let it go, come back out, Play your game the rest of the season. Don't get hung up over one bad call in one game in August.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a conspiracy theory guy. and I know. (laughs) I know. And and Anybody that listens to this knows how I talk about MLB and the umpires. And sitting there by the right field foul pole when this happened and hearing what people were saying around me and obviously me watching it happen, I'm like, yo, I'm like, they want the rubber match so bad. Everyone could feel the Yankees. I literally said to my friend Serena, "I said, oh, you guys usually do the walking off. We're about to walk your ass off. Top of the ninth. Watch this." And that was coming. Everyone saw it happening. Saw it coming. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And that's a. I don't like if we, if this is the NFL and we could replay and like the thing about Dodger Stadium. They're not showing replay on the big screens. So it happens in real time, and you see it, and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Is Guardy safe at second? Did Glaber score? Are they putting him back at third? The whole time, I just was like, I know, I already know what's going to happen. I'm like, they, they're they not going to give us that run, and they're just going to wave it off. Muncie is out there acting as if he was playing NFL football and just tore his ACL or something.
1: And admitted, he said, there was a little Hollywood to that after. He
2: said that? I didn't catch, yeah, any, he said I didn't catch anything. He got asked say.
1: about the... He got asked about like, well, you were down there and he said, I'll be honest, there was a bit of Hollywood to that because he knew he saw Glaber coming off and knew he couldn't get up and throw him out. So he started rolling around a little bit. We're and in Hollywood. Like that
2: shouldn't be able to happen because that game right there would have been tied. And then I, I have a feeling that a tie game, those at bats are going to be a little different. Um, so they, yeah, they did what those they the could. bats
1: are a little more competitive. They did what
2: probably. they could. The Dodgers ass almost got swept. So the one game that they won, they had to win. It, it took the Dodgers and the umps for them to win it. So I was fine with it. I think I tweeted right after I was like, Hmm, tight one. We'll be back tomorrow for the rubber match. Like, Hmm, that, Hmm, was basically saying, yo, we were about to win that game and you needed help to stop us from winning that game. And <laughs> if that's how it's going to be, that's how it's going to be. But I'm tired of the umps having this much of like control of the outcome over the game. Like like MLB, MLB, UA, whatever. Tighten it up before we get to the postseason because I'm already worrying that we're going to end up in the ALCS or the World Series and something's going to happen like that. Like sitting there watching that happen, it felt like, I don't know, like, uh, like Tom Brady's tuck rule game. It's like something wrong has just occurred but there's nothing you could do about it because it's already occurred. There's no rule to overturn it. There's no challenge flag. Like this is what it is. Okay. Game two of a three game series. You guys want Sunday night baseball to be the rubber match for ratings. You guys want Sunday night baseball to be the deciding game versus the Dodgers trying to avoid getting swept. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow. And then we did what we had to do, but watching that whole game, that was a tight game. And I knew that we were going to come and steal it at the end. But they had to do what they had to do to stop us. So, fine. Uh a, a eight-run game, game one. A one-run game, game two. I had no doubts on Sunday we were going to show up. I, I wasn't afraid of Kershaw. I wasn't afraid of their lineup. Man, Cody Bellinger, what happened to him? They were chanting MVP the first game. Second game, MVP by the third game. Like, no, he he didn't show up at all.
1: He struggled. Um you know, and it's kind of what I said. But before we go into that, I have a question for you about your because you're a conspiracy theory guy. I'm not. I just think the umpires are doing a bad job. I just like they're not good at their job. Um, <laughs> they're not good at their job, but they're also yeah, that's it, like it. they're not going to. They're not going to. How high do you think this goes up? Because like the second base umpire in that moment is not like, you know what? Rubber match because that doesn't matter to him. He just looks bad.
2: It's in the back of their minds. And they they know it going in, and they're probably Yankee haters themselves. So they're not trying to they're not trying to see us tie that game, steal that game, and then Sunday it's like, oh, the Yankees are about to take all three from the Dodgers, and the world will burn after that. No, they they did what they could to keep it you know in, under control and give the Dodgers the one run win that they needed to avoid getting swept, so that everyone doesn't go the next two months saying, hey, the Yankees swept the Dodgers. Crown them. They're World Series champs because they don't want to do that. They'd rather crown people at the trade deadline than crown us after taking almost three games from the Dodgers. But why would the umpires care about that? That impacts them zero. Because they're Red Sox fans and shit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> a lot of holes to this conspiracy theory. I think they're just bad. I just think I they're think not they're doing bad, a good job. Always, and I think it's everybody how, versus us, bro. I think as I say, like the, the Yankees – when the the lights shine the brightest are stepping up, and we'll talk about Sunday when the whole world is watching um I think it's just the opposite for the umpires. I think the pressure's on the the uh, the spotlights on them, and they're just you know they're just folding. shitting their pants
2: in the middle of the yeah. biggest series ever, and it's like. Yo, no one called timeout here. There are no injury timeouts in baseball. It's like you guys are, there the are umps. There are, yeah, but not in that situation, dude. And that's no, no, that was I'm a like, bad
1: call. I, I like there are those things. That was a bad call. I think it's just a if bad Glaber
2: call. is halfway down the line, like you can't stop him. There's like no injury timeout that says get back on third. I'm like, man, that's yeah, bullshit. no, no,
1: they they missed time that the the home plate umpire should have seen that Glaber's off there or a th- the third base umpire should have seen, he should have been watching his bag and said, no, he was off and come in there. Unfortunately, it's those things, like I say, with the the spirit of the rule of replay is to get big plays right. And I think in a case like this where, I say all the time, guy slides, is safe at second base, then as he's like adjusting, you know, just his footing on the bag, the second baseman still has the ball, doesn't know, tags him, and he's not totally off the base, just like he shifted his weight. Not the spirit of the rule. I think if you're gonna have replay in baseball and have it for like foul, home runs, things like that, something like that that decides a game should be when they when you're reviewing that play as a whole, was he safe at second base? Yeah, the whole thing until the hands go up should all be in play. Yes. Look at I think all that of is these. the yeah. spirit of the rule. I understand it's not the rule, but that is actually the spirit of the rule. I just think these guys are just doing a bad job. They're trash. And I hope. They're
2: not good. And and like so we're talking about this, the spirit of the rule, right? If you're re- reviewing Guardi being safe at second, come out and say, he's safe at second, and that run on third scores, tie
3: game.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The play, because technically you were reviewing a play, and that play isn't over until his hands are in the air. So I think the umpire's hands. So when you go back and you go, all right, well, no, he was, we look, he's safe there. Technically, this play is still live. Umpire's hands are in the air, and you look and go, oh, Glaber's fully running towards home, that should be reviewable.
2: Yeah, and then they get a message from 245 Park where they're like, hey, don't say shit about Glaber on third. Just go out, say Gardner, Gardner's safe, and then hope the Dodgers finish this. See,
0: Kenley, the umpires Kenley wouldn't Jansen, take Jansen, the- He wanted to
2: give it up, dude. He, the, their fans know that Jansen was about to give it up. I was hearing their fans like, oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> Kelly Jansen's an interesting dude. Did you see earlier in the year he balked a guy on purpose? Uh, no, I don't, he was, I don't, don't catch all the stuff. It, it's just, I, I don't, it was just like a weird thing. There was uh like a two run game runner on second and he gets, or I think it was a two run game. It might've been a three run game. I think it was just two gets a guy out. There's one out guy on second gets this guy out at home. So now it's two outs runner on second tying run at the plate. And he just didn't like the way. That the guy was dancing on second base, so he just go, he yelled to him, "I'm gonna balk." Yeah, and I told him, and just he got on the rubber and then just started like moving around
2: weird so that they'd balk him over. I think I did it's, catch that, and I, I also weird, caught like, when they things. when they intentionally walked Gary Sanchez and then Didi came up first pitch. Fuck you, <laughs> that shit was get great, it. dude. I went to get food and I by the time I got back in my seat, I didn't even realize it was a grand slam because by the time I got back, that's another thing. The lines in Dodger Stadium bananas and the price of like the price of everything is by far the most expensive park in major league baseball and the, the time you have to wait it's like it's it's so everything is so overhyped but either way i got back to my seat and, and as soon as i sat down in my seat i'm like okay Didi's Dee up boom i'm like oh it lit the place on fire man <laughs> how so i saw you did it like how was the dodger dog it was whack. And then someone someone tried to tell me, Oh no, bro, you gotta get the grilled Dodger dogs. I'm like, I don't fucking know the di- there's like, different like yeah, don't you
1: just go up and say, Here's the thing you're famous for. I said the two
2: words. But there's sex the where is. they specifically have grilled Dodger dogs. I'm like, man, yo, I'm not doing all that. I, I literally just bought it for the picture just to say that I had a Dodger dog because I didn't do that last time. I got some like Chinese food last time and uh I mean for a seven dollar hot dog, that ain't it, bro. I mean it's a it's a large Is it? It's a large it's hot dog. It's like a dog. foot long hot dog. Yeah, it's a large hot dog, but it's just the fact that you're buying a Dodger dog. And I think they do Dodger Dollar Dodger Dog Nights where I, I understand that, but then it's madness out there. People are trying to buy five each time, I bet.
1: Yeah, well, that's they used to do that. I think they might still do it in Philly. Like in college, we would go. Because tickets were like three bucks or whatever, and it's like, oh, I could go eat a bunch of hot dogs for a dollar get drunk. They did dollar beer night that lasted one night. I believe it lasted a half a night cuz Philly's a big college town. Um but so is it just it was just a
2: regular hot dog? It was just a regular hot dog. I put spicy mustard on it. I was like I didn't even Thank finish you. it. Oh, I just was like okay. You know, I was like get this picture of me real quick. Cool. Serena, you know, put me on our story like Keith's first Dodger dog. What else did I have out there? Uh stadium eats with Keith. <laughs> I did uh I did a like the chicken bowl, and I was expecting it to have chicken fingers for some reason, and they gave me these like fried chicken thighs. Oh, <laughs> they were actually like good. Like with bones? I will say like that with bones. No, they were like barbecued, barbecued uh, like okay. chicken thighs with like a wing, and the 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 meat fell right off the bone. It was good, but I was expecting something else. I wasn't expecting someone to have like rotisserie style chicken on top of fries.
1: I think I got a film Stadium eats of Hanna on Saturday. <laughs> Day. Yeah, they have a Benny Hanna Yankee team. Yeah, it's weird. Um, So Sunday, now it's the main event. It is Sunday Night Baseball. The whole world is watching. Um, What was because I, I don't I don't know L.A. that well. I've been to L.A. a bunch of times, but I would imagine because it's, you know, the beach is right there. People, you know, you can get to San Francisco, San Diego, all like pretty easy. There's got to be increased Sunday traffic in general, like the same way we have in Jersey, all the shores and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you throw in, I mean, it's essentially like, to me, it seems like if you just do Yankee stadium, like right where the garden state and the Jersey turnpike, like meet essentially, like how nightmare was it to get to the Sunday game?
2: It was pretty nuts. And I am the type of person where like, I'm not trying to be outside the stadium in traffic. Once the game has started, I got in like, on the George's box story I got in and DJ hit that home run and I'm like I just walked in here let's fucking go I saw that um so the traffic right we wanted to go somewhere my sister came back from Ohio and she wanted to like drink with us go out and eat with us we went to this place called 33 taps it was not good the service was terrible I actually only only ordered one margarita cuz I was looking around in there and Uh, my sister's roommate was like, oh, people are like grilling you for wearing that Yankee stuff. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. This is what I wear. But like, I knew that we weren't going to, we didn't get the greatest service. Maybe it was because, you know, they knew we were from out of town. But that place was weird. And it was like, we went there because it was on the way to the stadium. And it took us like 25 minutes to get there. Another weird thing about that place, they had League of Legends on TV, like eSports. And there was about 10 to 15 like, Nerds watching esports on the TVs in there more than any other sporting event that was on TV. I was like, This place is weird, let's get out of here. Granted, I'm on like edibles and shit. I'm like, I don't know what th- is going on at this place.
1: I will say that's one thing about your trip to LA. I was because I know with the time difference, everything I did stay up pretty late. I was surprised. Oakland, I watched three innings, five innings, five innings, and then I watched the other games, the Dodgers games all the way through, yeah. and then I watched like six innings last night. I've watched way more of the, this West Coast trip than I thought I would. But I woke up um, and thought, like, let me see what wild shit Keith got into at night. Because you've been on a streak lately at home of like weekends and just being like, yo, I'm fucking faded, like whatever. And you were good at
2: in LA. Not much late night tweeting. I didn't, I didn't tweet. I didn't post what went on in LA because I was out there strictly for the games. Really, it was, a, it was a game weekend, not a party weekend. And I got people checking my, my feed and my account They don't need to see all of it, but uh, I was about to say. Uh, Yeah, I was. I mean, the thing about, like, L.A. is that there's dispensaries everywhere. Weed is a part of their, like, lifestyle and culture. So, like, why not eat edibles and then go watch a baseball game? There's people smoking in the stadium. There's, like, a smoking area where they're supposed to smoke cigarettes, but you can smell the loud. I'm like, yo, that's dope. I love that. Um, But, yeah, so I was eating edibles before the game. And we're at 33 tabs. I'm watching kids watch League of Legends. I'm like, let's get out of here. And so I keep looking at um, like Apple iMaps and the traffic is just adding a minute, like every two minutes. And I'm like, oh, we got to go. Let's get the tab. Like, 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 let's close out. I'm like, we have to go because we have to take an Uber from here to the stadium. And I'm not trying to be beat like that. It's not even that far. It was like maybe like five miles to get to the stadium. But that's going to take you half an, an hour. hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. And we didn't even get up to the gate. I got to the point in the Uber where it was, it was 350, and I knew I had 15 minutes because now this is game three. I know how long it takes to walk up there. At 350, I'm like, okay, sir, we'll get out right here. We're, we're going to walk, and we walked the rest of the way and got in right at 405, not long after DJ hits that home run, and yeah, like you said, everyone was watching this. I was looking for like ESPN's presence out there. They were out there a little bit, and just the energy in the stadium felt like game seven. The energy in the stadium felt. Felt like postseason. A lot of angst. A lot of just like hoping. A lot of people unsure about what what was going to happen. And I mean the feeling that I got watching Mike Ford and Judge and just like our team play the way they played. I'm like, yo, we're ready. We're ready for anyone and anything the rest of the way out. And it feels damn good to be a Yankee fan right now.
1: I mean, like you said, we started off – DJ's going deep to kick it off. Then Jock Peterson gets one back for them in the first inning. You know, a, a lot of the bragging that we wanted to start early really got the wind sucked out of our sails. But it's one of those things where, like, you go out, you beat Ryu the first game, or however you say his name. I'm, I'm saying it like Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it like Street Fighter. Ryu, because you wins. can tell him old. old. Um, and then Kershaw, what? Kershaw's Kershaw. Like, we were expecting Kershaw. Like, you know, even watching that game, you know, with Herman even going six innings, Kershaw went seven innings, gave up three earned runs. And I remember for the eighth inning, I was like, you don't know that he's done. Like, he still might come out for the eighth. Like, he might throw a complete game and give up three runs. But the pride of New Jersey, um, I think you're, you might be the biggest Mike Ford fan in the world. I mean, the whole state of New Jersey is going nuts for, for the guy. But Mike Ford, sixth inning, home run off Clayton Kershaw, just like we all expected in spring training.
2: Yeah, and so when so I entered the game. I saw DJ's home run, but I'm walking in my seats. I didn't realize that Didi got hit. So by the time Ford comes up, I'm like, wait, what the fuck is Ford doing? Oh, Ford is in for Didi because Didi got, I'm like, damn, Didi can't continue. But <laughs> this is the whole next man up, replace for 28 that I'm always talking about. This year is different because we have guys like Mike Ford, who is just a Princeton guy, uh, just a guy that is from Princeton area high school, went to Princeton and played baseball. I don't know if he was highly recruited by anywhere else. Grew up a Yankee fan. This guy is showing up on Sunday night baseball to be the player of the game. Something is special about this team. And this year, it's just different, man. And (laughs) sitting there watching Mike Ford, be the guy against Kershaw. Kershaw struck out. Like we, I think he had 12 strikeouts or something like that. He struck out most of our team and he struck out guys multiple times. Like, Struck out twelve, walking none. Like <laughs> the thing is, he was pretty dominant. But when he when he missed, like he hung that curveball to Judge, bye bye. Like no, Judge is activated. Judge is back. You hang that curveball, he's sent that it. Judge.
1: That Judge curveball. Even watching it at home, I was like, this is like in slow motion. <laughs> like you just saw it. Like I remember at the point, and like you know, when you're watching Kershaw, you're watching any of these guys who are major league pitchers. I mean, you know what it's like to be a batter. But watching at home, you're like, all right, like I can maybe see this pitch a little bit, but you know, like it's impossible to see up there. I remember seeing it; it was almost like it went and like stopped.
2: Yeah. And you just saw judge's eyes light up and was like, oh no, you did not you know? <laughs> he called that one. He told a, uh, I think an old man, hey, I'm gonna hit one for you tonight. And when you watch that in slow mo, it was a lollipop. It was, it was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a like a underhanded softball lob. And judge is just like, yeah, okay, wop. And then once that happened. I mean, everyone just kind of knew it was 2-1. It was you know what? Nothing happened for a little while, and I actually walked back to where the bleachers area is just to see it because like, it gets rowdy back there. I was like, I'm changing up my stuff. I'm going to go do something. It's 2-1. By the time I got to the other like golden road sign in the bar on left field because I was sitting in right field, before I got like the camera back up, I'm like, oh, someone just hit one. Mike Ford. I'm like, let's go. Mike Ford, 3-1. I just knew we were going to win that game, and it just like the sun started going down, and everyone was starting to get that feeling. And even Dodger fans start talking that like lowly shit like, yeah, man, you know, if the Dodgers don't even go back to the World Series this year, I don't care. People were saying they'd rather them not go to the World Series this year. I'm like, hold on. This is just why just August? <laughs> I'm like, are you guys getting that depressed? They're, they're getting the summertime sadness, they're getting the Sunday blues. <laughs> I loved it. They're watching Mike Ford work. Kershaw and they're thinking this would never happen. I know no one in the world was thinking Mike Ford would be the player. Mike came.
1: Ford didn't think Mike no, Ford would, he, you know, definitely like, definitely didn't. Because if you think about it, Mike Ford is literally behind Greg Bird, Luke Voigt, Edwin N. Cardenacion, DJ LeMayhew.
2: Yeah. Mike Ford. Replace for 28. We will replace And an underrated whatever. thing,
1: an underrated thing, and I think it's because to a certain extent we probably just take him a little bit for granted, but DJ LeMayhew. Goes two for four in that game. Hits that leadoff home run. Starts the game at first base. Moves to second. Yep. Moves back to first. Yep. Just like, no problem. What glove do I need? Don't care. I love I didn't that start guy, an opening man. Again.
2: My MVP. Your MVP. DJL MVP. I said on Bronx Pinchers, I'm like, he's going to have a bounce back series. He, You know, he played in Colorado. He's familiar with this park. Like, this is nothing for him. And he played great. He's
1: faced Clayton Kershaw more than any other batter. Right.
2: So Ever. <laughs> that, that first one, see a fastball from Kershaw. Bye-bye. Man, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. That Sunday game, their their fans couldn't really be mad. I I felt this like weird sadness, right? So my girl Serena, season ticket holder, she's been to every game in the last two World Series, and she was saying, she's like, her parents, her dad is like 88. You know, Dodger fans saw that, and they're like, not this year. They're like, you know, they don't they don't feel it. <laughs> like, if the Dodgers make it to the World Series, I guess if it, as she said if it's New York versus L.A., they'll go to to that. But they're not. They're just not. They're feeling like the the Dodgers after this series are gonna like fall back a little bit. Like they're gonna take a step back. We're gonna take a step forward. And who knows? Maybe the Cardinals, the Cubs, um, someone else will sneak in there. But like, I don't know. For one series in August to look like that and have that much of an impact, I tweeted something too because random people were hitting me up. Yo, you in L.A.? Yo, you doing? I'm like, oh, people don't really like baseball, but now all of a sudden y'all paying attention. Now, all of a sudden, you, you are- can't
1: do that. I saw that tweet. I don't like that. Oh, you okay. can't do that. You can't do that because that's what hockey people do. Like, no one likes hockey. And then hockey playoffs, people get into it. And hockey fans are like, oh, you only come for the playoffs. Baseball's a struggling sport. Anyone who wants to watch, come watch. Nah,
2: it. I don't like that shit because it's like, like, tis the season. Now, Yankee hats are about to start coming out and pinstripes, jerseys. You're going to start seeing everywhere. And it's going to get a little chilly around here. And people are going to pull out their Yankee hoodie from 98 and You know, then I have to have conversations with people that don't know anything. Like, how's Giancarlo Stanton been this year? He's been pretty good, huh? Like, I don't want to, like, I'm not beat for that. It is amazing.
1: So I interact with people through my job who, like, don't follow baseball like that closely. And I've had people ask me, like, recently, oh, so, like, are the Yankees doing good this year? Are they, like, are they, you know, close to the playoffs? And I'm like, what? like at the time it's like we have the best record in baseball. And they're like, "Oh, oh, Stanton's doing well." And I'm like, "He's played 9 games."
2: Ugh. See, that's but what I But come and like, watch. I'd rather come check avoid it out. That. Don't message me on Instagram, "Oh, yo, I see you out in LA. How the Yankees do? The Yankees got a chance to win it this year." I'm just like, I'm just swiping left and deleting the message. Like yeah, I don't want to talk to you Cuz now since you grew up in Jersey, you live in LA, you want to jump on the Yankee bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. It's a great time to jump on the bandwagon. I told people months ago, if you ever liked the Yankees, start paying attention now. After this series, everyone's paying attention because they want to know who is who. Who is Mike Ford? Damn, I never heard of him. He He's good. When did the Yankees pick Mike Ford up?
1: Yeah, I mean, and then he comes back last night, Mike Ford, the king of the West Coast, bouncing back and – I didn't realize because we're just we're so far down. Like I, I know the Princeton stuff, but I didn't realize that he was a rule five guy the Mariners took in 2017 and then sent him back to us. He thought he'd get his first chance in Seattle, comes back as a rule five cast off, and just goes deep. Perfect. And he's so fat. Yeah. He's so fat the heck and I lefty. love it. <laughs> and I know you're not a wrestling guy, but like an old wrestler, Rhino. I was like, they have the same body. He's built like a fridge,
2: I'll have to and look he's him just up. like a
1: ha- he's just like a happy fat guy. And I like happy fat guys. I's a happy fat guy myself.
2: I I, you know? I love it. Like the picture of him after he gave up a uh, a home run. What what, what series? <laughs> yeah. What series uh, against the Indians? And he's got his, yeah. his hat cocked to the side. Like he just looks like a fat guy that doesn't belong in any professional sport. But he's good. And I said last night, I'm like, is Mike Ford the lefty bat at first that we thought we had? Has he come to like save the day? We thought Greg Bird was going to be our left-handed bat at first base for years to come. Guys like who? Uh, Greg Bird. Who? I don't know that motherfucker. Uh, I, on Instagram. <laughs> you got to search on Instagram, Greg Bird. He, he just posted a photo. He's back. He, search, search warehouse filter. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I hate to throw Greg Bird under the bus because I know everyone does that. But could you Fuck imagine actually here's a here's a little inside uh, tidbit um, Davey Cutts, who cut my hair before I went out there he's in the Yankee family when we were talking about different players he met and this and this and that and Greg Bird's name came up and I said what's he you know what's he got going on and he said yeah he's hurt man but it's killing him he wants to get back he wants to get back of course he wants to get back and I'm like is it plantar fas- <laughs> like how's this plantar fasciitis like wh- is that what he has how long does that keep you out because I know if it's me And I'm watching Mike Ford right now. I'm on suicide watch. I'm bugging out. I'm losing my mind because I'm like, that should be me in Dodger Stadium. That should be me on this replace for 2018. I was the guy, and I've been hurt so long that guys like Mike Ford get a shot and get their shot, and they become the hero. (laughs) Edwin Encarnacion, Luke Voigt, Mike Ford, and then Greg Bird.
1: I mean, I think when you look at it, it's like, what do you even do? Like, what do we even do with Greg Bird? Because no one is going to trade him for any value. Like, he might get non-tendered because, I mean, we're not going to bring Edwin back because we don't want to pay him that much money. But, like, you have – Greg Bird is fucking useless. But, no, for what?
2: A bag of balls? You put him in a package with with Clint Frazier. I don't know. You you really – no one wants this dude. Maybe – if he comes. Now, Clint Frazier. Like, do you trade Clint Frazier? We got to see how the offseason goes. This is going to be an uh, uh, interesting offseason after we win the World Series and then we just start doing. Like, <laughs> like, I'm so ready. Like, I'm over the summer. Like, can we get to this? Can we get yeah. to October? Can we get to the parade? Can we get to, to the winning season? Can we get there?
1: It's personality season. Yeah. Your six pack abs are nothing when we've all got layers <laughs> on,
2: Keith. Well, um, I'm keeping the abs away. I was in L.A. I thought about flexing up and doing some shirtless pics. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm here for baseball.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. You, you weren't out late. You had your shirt on the whole time. It was, it was not what I signed up for Business, when I followed man. you. And that's the thing.
2: <laughs> if I'm going to Coachella, then it's different. If I'm going to, I literally went Friday to Sunday night. Because I'm like, I need to see the Yankees. I like If the Yankees sucked, which I knew they weren't going to suck, I'm like, we're going to respond. We got too many primetime players. I'm like, I need to see my team on the road against the NL champs and how they look, how they respond, so I know how to proceed the rest of the season. And, yeah, I, I got exactly what I was looking for. And I didn't need to flex up. I didn't need to make it about anything else besides, yo, I'm here for the Yankees. You guys know I'm a Yankee fan. You guys know we got George's Box Podcast. That's one thing, man. Shout out to everyone that and when I say everyone at least five different people that walked up to me and were like yo dude I'm such and such I listen to George's box podcast I'm blazed I'm on edibles I don't remember everyone's name but you know if you're listening listen if you're listening to this and I saw you I definitely showed you love dapped you up talked to you and I appreciate that man like we, we get more love at Dodger Stadium than I get in, uh, <laughs> in the Bronx. I'm getting, like, random – and even my girl and Serena, like, oh, that's your friend? You know I'm like, no. George's box is reaching people across the country that are Yankee fans that have shown up for this, and they spot me because I'm 6'2 with a spiky afro, and they say, what's up? Like, <laughs> we're all in this together. I try and unite everybody online, Yankees Twitter – Hashtag George's boxers, people that listen to this podcast. It's a magical season, magical year. And I'm I'm so happy that we started this and we get to like finish this shit too. It's gonna be fun.
1: You really are like a tall black Bart Simpson.
2: Yeah, I used to have that. I used (laughs) to have that as my avatar, uh, the black Bart. Um, but I'm easy to spot. I'm easy to spot. A a couple people spotted me in there, and um (laughs) I'm like the thing about me is like I'll have a drink in my hand, or I'll be floating around the stadium. But I see you before you see me. I'm looking and checking everybody, and I have Martin with me. Martin is security. Oh, here's a story for you. I was so zooted um, the second game, and the sun had beat me down. I got these drink tickets. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I did see you once. We, like you said something, just like I'm frying. Yo, like frying literally
2: that. in the sun because we were sitting uh, the hundred level by the foul pole. I just sat in the sun for like an hour watching that tight ass game. I didn't want to leave, but then I like was like, yo, let's get a drink. They give out free shots of Don Julio in the place. And when you get the free shot. What? Yeah. Like Friday night, they were giving out free shots of Don Julio. Saturday, they weren't. But Friday night, they get everyone drunk Like they just there. have. They get, they get everyone like, drunk in there because then you have to buy the Dodger dog and the fries and a drink. And that's 30 bucks. Do um, they
1: have like, like promo stands? Like if you go to a liquor yeah. store,
2: sometimes they have and they're like, here, try this. There's like a Don Julio truck and then like three girls that are promo girls. And they just have trays of Don Julio shots for free. And then they give you um, a ticket to go uh, get $2 off your Don Julio drink. So I had to use the tickets at the Kettle One Bar or a Don Julio Bar. First Kettle One Bar I see, I don't realize that the bar, there's like a team store and then the bar. And the line wrapped around the bar into the team store. And then there was a pole that said, enter here. So I just pull up. I'm standing by the enter here thing. The lady sees me. She waves to me. I'm like, oh, boom, we're in there. So I'm about to order. And this dude runs up on me. And he's like, Yo, not today. You ain't cutting me today, bro. And like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm zooted. And, and you don't know, yeah. You, I you're really, not doing I really that on don't purpose. No, I look at him and I said, "Oh my bad, bro. You're bringing this to my attention right now." He's like, "No, you thought you were gonna get that off, huh?" I'm bigger than this dude, like clearly. But he's like, I don't know. He said he was from Louisiana. He lives out there now. He's a black dude trying to be tough, but he's looking me in my eyes, and I'm telling him, "I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm a few drinks in. I'm on a few edible chewies, and." I've been sitting in the sun for an hour. I did not cut you on purpose. Go for it. If you want to order the drink before me, go for it. You got that off. We end up we end up buying drinks together and like no beef, squashed it. <laughs> I'm just like, that's great. Martin was standing next to me. He's like, that dude's a bitch. He wasn't going to do shit. He's like, I saw him before you saw him. I'm like, good looks, Martin. Martin is the fan cave security uh, who rolls with us. Since the fan cave, I've, I've been with him in different stadiums. And he's good to have around. He's like your own personal security detail. Dude's like 6'4", 280. Like, he's not about any ruckus. He's not about any problems. And him and I move through whatever stadium with no issues.
1: It's good to have a security guard as you're getting famous. So that wraps up LA. That wraps up Oakland. It's been a good week to be a Yankee fan. Let's talk about the future because we are getting some good injury reports. Starting to get a little excited because I think – I try to stay optimistic all year. Try to stay optimistic about these guys rehabbing. Uh, we've had our hearts broken so many times, but we're kind of we're getting further. We're getting further along. So uh, on Tuesday today, Seve threw a sim game, felt good. He told the press himself, I feel good. I think I'm ready for a, a you know a, a rehab start. So there's not much minor league season left. Hopefully we can get him in there, uh, get a couple starts and get him back, whether it's as a short starter or a lever. Just something reliable to to get on the mound for us. Dylan Batantis has bounced back just fine. He had a simulated game. Uh, He's throwing the hitters again tomorrow. If that goes well, he could do a minor league rehab. It'll take him a little less time to get back, uh, and we we could use it in the bullpen. Arms are getting tired out there. Uh, Stanton performed agility drills on the field Monday in Seattle, so that's more than a gravity-free treadmill. Um, He could take on-field batting practice Tuesday. Uh, and then if that happens, when the Yankees come home next week, he'll go down to Tampa and start logging some at-bats. Perfect timing to then get, you know, if if he goes down there this weekend, gets a couple at-bats, gets added to the postseason roster for the Rail Riders, wins a A championship, and then comes and wins the World Series. First time ever, just like I predicted. Uh, Jordan <laughs> Montgomery uh, had his first Class A start in Tampa. Uh, he's going to join Double A next. He could be ready to pitch in the big leagues at some point in September. I'm not holding out big hopes, and Jordan Montgomery doesn't have, you know, the history of dominance that we've seen out of you know guys like what Sevy can get to or Batansis can get to. But anything else, it's another arm, another option is great. And then last, and certainly not least, Edwin Encarnacion is fielding balls. He's starting to hit off a tee. He's hopeful to be back in a couple of weeks. He doesn't have a cast on. Oh, and I left out Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's just hitting bombs all over fucking Triple A. Like, he'll be ready he better be. any day now. He
2: better he's got be. Like
1: a, he's got like a thousand home runs in like three games.
2: Yeah, because he's looking at Mike Ford like, no, 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 no. Get me out of here. I like that.
1: <laughs> I like that competition out of um, Voigt, and obviously we're just saying that the competition's there, but I mean, think about how many times we've looked at Greg Bird and said, this, uh, the opportunity is right here. But you didn't do the things to get yourself ready. Maybe you didn't yep. fight to get yourself ready. Maybe your body's just breaking down. I don't know. But Luke Voigt could have easily said, and I think if the Yankees are in a different position, maybe he goes, yep, you know what? I'm trying to have a career. Shut it down. I had a good season. We'll have this surgery. But he's just like, I'll do whatever it takes and then cut me the day after the World Series. Like, cu- cut me open. Give me the surgery, I'll be ready for spring training. I like to see that. Um, I just think there's a lot to be excited about in terms of reinforcements. Yeah. And as much as I've been, you know, the biggest Mike Tockman fan all year, and you know, I love all these other guys that are in the lineup. Mike Ford, it's been great. I want the big boys back. You know, I want you know. Hey, seeing Nestor Cortez Jr. out there has been fun at times. I've enjoyed cheering for him would rather Dylan Batances or of course. out? There.
2: So you rather? So I mean, I think Stanton gets ready and comes back and makes the postseason roster. But at this point, if – I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting because <laughs>
1: – I also wouldn't be surprised if he came back in September and had another injury.
2: Right. right. He could re-aggravate yeah, he could re-aggravate something. And that's, that's what he's been doing all year. But I'm looking at it like this. Didi goes down in that game because that something like that's going to happen in the postseason, right? A guy get hit, gets hit by pitch or a guy pulls up lame. I, I think if
1: that's I think in a postseason game, Didi stays in the game. I mean, Didi blew out his elbow and stayed in the game, played the rest. Well, of. let's let's say the Let's
2: say he can't in a postseason game similar. okay, how he didn't. Right. Yep. I'm looking at options of who we have go into that game. You know, I don't mind seeing Mike Ford now. Um, obviously Giancarlo Stanton is an outfielder, so he's not going to pop in there. But like, that's all I'm thinking about the reinforcements. And it's like, okay, if someone goes down, who's going to bump over? And we already know in our infield, you, you bump Glaber to short and, uh, LeMay, is, is the Swiss army knife. He can play first, second or third, but like, I don't know. I want Edwin in that lineup. I don't want Giancarlo Stanton in the lineup, but I want him to be ready to pinch hit if he has to, or to replace someone if he has to. Uh Mike Talkman. I like Mike Talkman. Uh I like Cameron Mabin, but like my my outfield, I need Judge, I need Guardy, And then, you know, between Stanton, between Talkman, between Mabin, whatever, take your pick. But like I said, I unsubscribe from Stanton. I want him to be ready. I would like, you know, the big boy. He's a big boy per se. He's a former MVP. We know what he can do. But I just don't see every day, week that goes past, I just don't see him. Being ready, postseason ready with this short amount of time. See, for me, I kind of, I'm hoping that
1: Stanton is actually better than we've been hearing. And they've just said, there's no point in rushing you back. Yeah. Like there is, we kind of, we, because they tried to push him and get him back for London. And then he gets injured again, you know, right before that, that you just have to say, Maybe they're just like, you know what? We'll get you in September. We'll get you in some meaningless games. Get some at-bats. But then, you know, you'll be ready for October. That's my hope. But again, like, all these guys could get injured again. Uh, but they're telling us he's going to be all right. So, you know, if everybody's going to be good, it's going to be interesting to see what that playoff roster looks like. There's going to be a lot of guys sitting in that dugout who aren't on that roster, who deserve to be there. You know, this this is a case where when the team travels, you know, Mike Talkman, Mike Ford, Cameron Maybin, those guys are not going to be on the roster, but they deserve to be there traveling with this team. They deserve every celebration they deserve to be there, uh, you know supporting their teammates. Um, lastly, what we have this week is uh, Keith is mad about the power rankings
2: again. nah, I mean like everyone heard what I said about the power rankings last week, and they didn't change after what we did this weekend, so that should be enough for you to not be interested in any other power rankings on the way out. Like Last week, I said, yo, keep the power rankings. We'll demand our respect. We'll take our respect. We went to LA, demanded our respect, and you still said, ah, Dodgers number one, Astros number two, Yankees number three. So if if that's how they're going to play this, then keep those rankings. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see the Instagram posts every week and then the corny-ass article that comes out trying to justify it. We are the best team in baseball. And I know that hurts a lot of people's feelings because they're not Yankee fans and they don't want to see the Yankees do it again. But yo, it's real life. And, uh, these power rankings are fake life. So they can, they can save that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like I, I looked through the power rankings thing and to say, I think if you're actually going to, uh, place these teams in an order, uh, especially if it's a weekly thing, I think you have to put Houston one, New York two, Dodgers three. Houston had a better week; they're seven and three in their last ten games. They they have they play. Um, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. They, they played what was on the calendar. We're all but, playing but, what's but, on the calendar. See, so
2: this week doesn't wash the the whack ass two weeks they just had where they lost like four in a row and they like struggled against the White Sox. Well,
1: then by that measure, that. You know, the yes, we took two of three from the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have a better record. They're according to the stats, they're a better team. And they're about to go into a stretch where they're only playing NL West teams, which stink, and then the Orioles, who stink. So I think the future looks a little brighter for the Dodgers in terms of like the level of competition uh compared to the Yankees. And I'm fine with the, put the Yankees, fucking put them eighth. You know, put them down Let's get these guys pissed off. I I don't you know, and I I see why it you know would bother you to not get the respect, especially you just flew across the country to watch us earn our respect. But I just can't get upset over this that like just some fucking person's writing. Allison Footer is writing. Maybe I should tweet at her and ask her how.
2: I mean, it's her and some other people, and like I said last week. (laughs) So they can keep the rankings, man, because I said it last week that they were nut-hugging the Astros and the Dodgers. And I know, I know they want to see Yankees-Dodgers World Series, but why not give the Yankees their respect in week 21 of these rankings to say, yo, this is the number one team. They just showed us this week. They almost swept the Dodgers. One janky-ass run that wasn't allowed stopped them from sweeping the Dodgers. This is clearly the best team in baseball, but all good. Um, Someone tweeted something to me like, yeah, that's fine. About the power rankings, like, we'll be that quiet team, like, flying under the radar. No, we can't fly under any radar. Yeah, I mean, radar. that's impossible. Like, that's impossible. There is no yeah. – we're not quietly doing this. Everyone we seems- were, We were under the radar until
1: London, pretty much. Like, it was like, oh, well, it's going to fall apart. And it's like, all right, we're halfway through the season. These guys have the best record in baseball. Like, we were – the like the underdog, scrappy underdog team, but at a certain point, we're still putting on the pinstripes,
2: right? When they were calling us the AAA Yankees, and that's when I started the whole replace for twenty eight because I'm like, the mission doesn't change. I don't care if Bravik Valera comes up, like win the games, handle business, and we'll be at full strength in October. So hey, whatever. I'd like I, I I'm done with the power rankings. I'd like to see us get the respect as number one, but more important than any ranking that Allison Footer wrote or MLB is going to publish. There's a trophy that gets awarded at the end of the year, and as long as we hoist that up, that's all I need. Do you know the name of the trophy? Nah, the
1: commissioner's trophy.
2: It's I pretty, think I knew that. See, like I don't it's know, pretty, like I don't, I don't know, like little random stuff, like oh, the Davy O'Brien Trophy. Like I watch all sports all year round, and I don't know the answers to that. Like what, it's just a shitty name. What's the NFL trophy? Like I know the Stanley Cup, obviously the Vince, Vince, Lombardi, the Vince Lombardi, Lombardi Trophy. Like I don't give a fuck about that. I'm just trying to win.
1: Yeah, I was just asking if you knew. You don't gotta get too defensive. <laughs> nah, I'm so, not getting
2: defensive, bro. I'm just saying how my brain
1: works. That's what the power rankings get you mad. You take it out on other people. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Have to send Allison Footer a, a message.
2: It's the internet. It's as soon as these things come out on Twitter and Instagram, and then I see like stupid people's comments and stuff. I'm like, yo, are we watching the same league? Are we watching the same teams?
1: No. I, the weird thing is, too, Allison Footer lives in Houston. Why would not you put Houston number one? You had every excuse to put Houston number one. Why wouldn't you? Because
2: it's all a you it's all a troll. It's all it's all a game. So I can't get too wrapped up in it.
1: Well, it's part of your conspiracy theory. It goes all the way to the top.
2: Yeah, I do have a, <laughs> I do have that conspiracy the conspiracy theory, and I hope it just I hope it ends, man. I'm tired of playing against these good teams and the umps. I'm tired of feeling like it's everybody versus us. But hey, that's the whole like, you know, the savages mentality. Like, piss these guys off, fire these guys up because we have two teams. We have our A squad and our B squad right behind them, and it don't matter who's out there, they're gonna get it done. So
1: we have like a C squad. Literally. Like Mike though. Ford is a C squad player. <laughs> <laughs> like My- just in terms of depth chart, I'm not saying him like, but if you really Seriously. look at it, he is the fifth option at third base at first base.
2: He's winning the game fifth. for us in LA and majority of Yankee fans, they still don't know who he is or where he came up. No. Um
1: uh, that's what we got for this week. We've got, listen, go to at Bronx pinstripes on Twitter. We've got a great partnership with Indochino. We're giving away four legend suite tickets for Mondays, Labor Day game, one o'clock game. All you have to do, go to Twitter, retweet it, like it, tag three friends. There's something on Instagram too. It is pinned the top tweet. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, when the show comes out, we're on Thursday, go do it. We're picking the winners on Thursday. So, Go do that now. Get your chance to go in there. Order a milkshake. Just get a plain milkshake. It's the one of the best milkshakes I've ever had in my life. Also, you can ask them. They'll put sprinkles in it too. It adds a little something to them. Tell them I sent you. They'll know, have no idea what you're talking about. Keith, before I plug your stuff, you got anything else for the people?
2: VP crew, last event, Saturday. Let's fuck shit up. Uh yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. And those by like, the, the shirts, tr- I'm sure everyone got their shirts by now. Like the shirts are delivered beforehand the we are savages in the box white t-shirts like everyone should be wearing them um you'll probably be able to see us on tv in 205 um we need to pay back the oakland a's right they're coming to the bronx we should be loud we should be obnoxious and they should feel what it's like to play in new york like we had to feel what it's like to play in oakland
1: yeah but we're not bringing any drums because that'd be rude we should just bring bodega cats
2: let no, a bunch man, of Bodega New cats York. out like, on the I'm field. I'm not getting on the subway with a with a cowbell and a drum. Like You're not even getting in the stadium with that.
1: <laughs> so if you don't have tickets to our BP event, I believe tickets will are not on sale anymore. But if you have tickets to the game on Saturday, come out, hang out. We're going to be at Billy's before the game. If you uh, come, hang out. We'll be upstairs in Billy's. When you go up the stairs, it'll be to the right, the part that looks like kind of giant hot tubs. Uh, that'll be our designated area. We'll be in Section 205. Come by. Come say hi. Uh, we're talking about if you have come to an event in the last, like, two years, you got an email uh, today, Tuesday, about possible playoff tickets, fill that out. Uh, we've got some playoff tickets that we're able to uh, to get around to people. So, you know, hey, make the most of it. Engage with us. Follow Keith on Twitter at Keith underscore McPherson. At Keith McPherson, no underscore on Instagram, at George's Box Pod, on Twitter, on Instagram, and I am at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, on Instagram. And listen, we appreciate you guys listening. Give us five stars, write a review, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And hey, if we don't see you Saturday, I mean, come on, you watch us play the Dodgers. We'll see you
3: at the parade.